Welcome to Living Orthodoxy, an invitation to a deeper life in Christ, a podcast of St. Philip Orthodox Church in Souderton, Pennsylvania, dedicated to connecting the liturgical and spiritual life of the Orthodox parish with the life of the Orthodox home, presenting the weekly homilies of our parish pastors, Father Noah Buscelli and Father James Thayer, as well as discussions of the liturgical year and Orthodox life and practice by Justin Gold and Jeff Hyatt. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Christ is risen. risen. This day is very special for me and my family, because today is my wife's saint's day, and Mama is very special in the house. So I say Christ is risen because if you don't know the story of the red egg, I'll tell it to you now. You know, on Pascha, we get the beautiful red eggs that um, the priests get their vestments all messed up from, and the, and the women have red fingers for all of Bright Week. And it's kind of a mess. The church is a mess. We've destroyed it by throwing the bay leaves and the, and the rose petals in the church, and we're all out of sorts because it's the day of the resurrection. Mary Magdalene carries a very special title. She, in fact, has three very special titles. Mary Magdalene, a myrrh-bearer. Along with the uh, six other myrrh-bearing women, Mary Magdalene is counted as a myrrh-bearer. And Mary Magdalene is also counted as equal to the apostles. I saw up there, we have the icon of Saint Vladimir. He also carries that title, equal to the apostles. But Saint Mary Magdalene, I don't know if there's another saint that carries this title that she carries, the apostle to the apostles. I think it's one of the most honorific titles given to any of the saints besides Mother of God. That's a step above anything else. St. Epiphanios of Cyprus, in his beautiful, incredibly beautiful work on uh, the Great and Holy Saturday, it's a whole homily dedicated to the descent into Hades. If you've never read this homily, it's maybe like 30 pages long. It is incredible. And St. Epiphanios is using in a very poetic way two different things. A Joseph who carried Jesus into safety, into hiding, and another Joseph who laid him in an empty tomb. One Mary who gave birth in a cave, and another Mary went to the empty cave and found the risen Lord. It's very, very beautiful. He has a whole section on Mary Magdalene in there. So this equal to the apostles, an apostle to the apostles, if you know 
that we just celebrated not too long ago, the feast of St. Peter and Paul, who were both put to death in Rome. St. Mary Magdalene ministered to Peter and to Paul. And while she was there, she preached the gospel. And she's preaching to the governor about Jesus' death and his resurrection. And he says, no way. That's the most ridiculous story I've ever heard. I've seen people put to death. I've killed people. I've seen thousands and thousands of dead people, and not one of them has ever risen from the dead. When you're dead, you're dead. You go in the ground, and you become worm food. And at that moment, a young maiden was carrying a basket of eggs. And he said, I can believe that Jesus is risen from the dead just about as much as those eggs are red. And she turned to him and she said, Christ is risen. Look at the eggs. So we have the icon. See Mary Magdalene holding that beautiful red egg. So remember that on Pascha when we receive that red egg, this is a confession of our faith. It's not just something nice to break the fast with. It's not something that we crack each other with. It is a profession of our faith. It's an icon of the resurrection. It is that truth in, our, in that place of our weakness and our brokenness. In St. Luke's Gospel, it's mentioned about St. Mary Magdalene, who Jesus cast out the seven demons. And she became this great apostle. Together with Joanna, the servant of Herod, and Susanna, and many others. And, they, and the gospel says that they, um, they ministered out of their abundance. The Lord worked this great miracle that we just heard about in the gospel, right? Five loaves, two fish. And he feeds 5,000 men, not counting women and children. So we have a lot of children here today. So you count all the men, and then the women and the children. That's a whole lot of people. From five loaves and two fish. This, and then have leftovers. That the Lord can do this is unquestionable. All we have to do is look outside at the beauty of nature and we can see that no one could have done this. No one can put particles together. No one can cook in a test tube what God has out here. St. Basil the Great, in his great work on the six days of creation, he dissects animals, he dissects plants, and he goes through their various parts and their uses, and in the end he says, only God could have done this. That God performed this miracle is unquestionable. That he can walk on water, he's God, he can do anything, he made, he made us, he made, he spoke and there was light. 
He spoke and there was the earth. He spoke and there were plants. He spoke and there were animals. He spoke and there was man. God can do anything. So when we see somebody who is fully possessed by demons, we in our broken, fallen human, fallen human nature say, this is a hopeless case. There is no hope for this one. But the Lord saw this woman of Magdala, Mary by name, and he cast out those seven demons. And she became this great disciple, followed him everywhere, followed him to the empty tomb, couldn't even lift her eyes when she entered the tomb and she just supposed that Jesus was a gardener, like we heard in the gospel early during Orthros. And he called her by name, Mary, teacher, rabbi. When we come into contact with God, it is life-changing. There is nothing that can hold us back when we come into contact with God except for ourselves. We are the only ones who can hold God back by pushing him away. These demons could not contain Mary Magdalene. They could not contain her. And the Lord freed her and she was boundless. The devil himself and his angels and all of his servants and all of his pride became the servant of the Lord in this possession of Mary. Because had not the devil possessed this woman, then he would not have been able to free her and her become this great example. St. Paul never condemned himself, condemned his uh, being a Jew. He never, he never repented of being a Greek. He never um, wished that he had not killed people. Maybe he had, but not in the, in, in the scriptures. He thanked God that God had placed him in that certain time, in that certain place, so that he could become who he was. That he did all of those horrible things. Yes, we repent of those things. But we thank God that he allowed us to go through these trials and troubles so that they could become the great Paul, the preacher to the nations. The great Peter who denied Christ. What a horrible, horrible, horrible thing. And he became that firm rock which the church has been built upon that confession of faith, who do you say that I am, Peter? You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. Then feed my sheep, feed my lambs. Job was afflicted and pained and lost his family. He lost everything. You know, for some of us, we can lose our car in a car wreck. 
We can have our bike stolen from us at the um, playground. We can lose our wallet. Man, it's a bummer. I have to renew my credit cards. I have to go to the DMV. I have to go through all of these things. And then there's those who have lost children, who've lost everything. And this is a pain that can barely be contained. And to lose your health. God allowed Job to suffer these things so that we can see him as this holy example. God allowed Mary Magdalene to be possessed by so many demons so that we can know that we can be freed from ours. God can do anything. Nothing is impossible. I pray that we can, we can confess the Lord like Mary Magdalene, this great apostle, equal to the apostles, apostle to the apostles. That's who we can be. There is no holding us back. That's who we can be. Look at all of these. Kings and queens and beggars and servants all right next to each other. Filled. What a beautiful church you have, by the way. Surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses. Get to know them. They are our friends. They are our neighbors. They are our loved ones. They are our examples. They are those who shine the light of Christ into our lives. I have a special love for St. Mary Magdalene. I have a special love for the Holy Prophet and King David. A special love for St. Thomas, the patron of my own parish. And for many other saints, I have a special love. Many of these saints, I have no idea who they are. But I want to get to know them. I pray that you can get to know them as well in the way that Mary got to know Jesus Christ. She knew him intimately and she knew him personally and she was at the cross with him and she was at his burial with him and she was at the resurrection with him and at the ascension she was with him and he never left her just as he has never left any one of us. God is with us. Who can be against us? Who is so great a God as our God? Ours is a God who works wonders. I know he's worked wonders in your lives. He's worked wonders in my life. I pray that he continue to work those wonders and that we Act upon those wonders. That we live a life dedicated to our Lord and God and Savior, Jesus Christ. Don't just say these words quickly like Father, Son, Holy Spirit, all that. But He is our Lord. He is our God. 
He is our Savior, and He is Jesus the Christ, the Son of the living God. Get to know Him. Get to know Him through His divine and holy saints. And the world will be open to the Gospels. It will be changed and glorified and transfigured from this brokenness to beauty. May, may we all come to know Christ in the way that St. Mary has known Him and that we can proclaim every day of our life the glorious resurrection. Amen. Christ is risen.